The following podcast, Fresh Perspectives, has been produced by Apari AmeriCorps member and recovery coach Caroline Buckley using the equipment and facilities of Wilmington Community Television, Inc., WCTV. Welcome back to the Fresh Perspectives podcast with your host, Caroline, from the Wilmington Substance Abuse Coalition. In this episode, guest speaker Emily Solomon, who is the vice president at DMMF and DMMF Kids, which is the Dennis Messing Memorial Foundation, is a nonprofit organization that raises money for scholarships to approved 12-step programs for people recovering from substance use disorders and also raises money for children who have lost a parent to alcoholism and addiction. So welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me. So, um, yeah, so I got involved with the Dennis Messing Memorial Foundation um, shortly after it was started and shortly after I got sober. And that was in um, 2015, and um, it was started by my good friend Amy. And um, as most people, you know, know, um, there is quite an epidemic going on, and um, a lot of, you know, friends and family members were um, not not being able to get sober. And um, and after the death of Amy's cousin, it kind of pushed her to to actually do something about it. She had thought about how she could help and how she could do her part. And um, and after her cousin passed away, you know, she's like, I need to do something. So she ended up making a uh, GoFundMe for our friend Steve, who was trying to get to treatment, and um, Kim, who was Dennis's wife. Um, she had done a, he actually passed away a year before, and she had done a memorial golf tournament and um, raised a bunch of money, but she really didn't know what to do with it. So she said to Amy, you know, they raised a couple um, thousand for Steve, and she said, I'll give you the remaining amount if, um, if you can, you know, keep this in memory of my husband, use his name. So that's kind of how it got started, and um, I got involved shortly after that. I actually attended the, their first uh, fundraising event when I was at um, a sober house in Dorchester, and it was a wiffle ball tournament. Um, and so, you know, it basically just started with everyone that volunteered, um, volunteered and, and helped, you know, make it happen, went through the 12 steps and, um, and got sober through the 12 steps and found that, like, they can have, you know, a, a productive, normal life. And um, like myself, like everything that they had tried before, everything I tried before didn't work. So, you know, that's why we focus in and... Um, and scholarship to 12-step programs because that's what worked for us. And um, since then, you know, we we raise money um, mostly through our own fundraisers. I think we put on about eight a year. And um, so since then, we've done four of the wiffle ball tournaments. We do a basketball tournament, um, which is a big hit. And we do a comedy show. Um, and then we also have started the DMMF Kids that I will talk about a little later on in the podcast um so it's you know it's tough and um and i should have probably started by saying that it's a hundred percent volunteer grassroots foundation it's a 501c3 and um no one gets paid all the money that we raise goes directly to um to those we serve and like you said we scholarship uh people to 12-step treatment uh 12-step houses and typically what we do is we'll pay for their first month um, so that they can get, you know, through that and then they 
would eventually, you know, start working, get off restriction, and they can typically pay for um, the remaining amounts. Um, in some cases, we will scholarship from the treatment that they're at to a 12-step sober house. And um, the requirements for applying and being approved, you have to go to a detox if necessary and then to a holding for a minimum of two weeks. And we do that, you know, to determine willingness and to make sure that the money that we've raised that we're going to give to this facility, you know, isn't going to just go to waste. Um, so we conduct interviews. We call the applicant. Um, we typically will speak to them and their case manager, and then we will speak to the um, specific house or treatment center that we're going to uh, send them to, and they'll do an interview, and if they're approved, um, you know, we'll arrange them to be picked up and go right to that center. Um, since we started in 2015, we have helped over 200 people. Um, I'd say probably over closer to 250 um, with partial scholarships, scholarships, and um, we've worked with a couple treatment centers that do take insurance, um, so we've been able to get them a scholarship there and we'll provide like the plane ticket to get out to that treatment center. Um, so it's really, it's really rewarding and it's, it's really cool to be a part of it. Um, and what's like the best part about it is, you know, like the community that's started because of it. Um, we hear people all the time tell us that they're excited about our events. You know, we can't wait for this. Um, and, you know, like I, me and Amy and um, Liz now are the ones that run it. Um, we had a, a third member, um, Steve, and it was me, Amy, and Steve for a while. And um, he was actually the one I mentioned before who kind of started the foundation because that GoFundMe. And he went to treatment and he ended up staying sober for um, close to three years. And unfortunately... Um, in October of 2017, he picked up, and then um, November 2017, he actually uh, passed away from an overdose. Um, so that was very difficult, you know, for us. It was like we were a tripod, and uh, we lost that leg, and, and me and Amy were kind of like, what do we do now? Like, how are we going to do this? He did all the male applicants. Now we have to, you know, take on that, and... Um, and, you know, we were like, what else can we do but just keep going, you know, doing it for him. And um, and a lot of days it, it's tough. And, uh, like, I think I was looking at the applications and from mid-October till today, which is November 20th, so a little over a month, I think we've gotten 40 applications. Um, and, unfortunately, we don't have the funds to help that many people um, and a lot of times, like, it can be an uphill battle trying to help, you know, these people. And the way that I look at it is if we save one life, you know, if we give one person a chance, then then that changes their life and that's worth it. Um, so, you know, to be able to help the number of people we can, I wish we could help more. But um, it's just, it's great to, you know, see these people, a lot of a lot of the applicants go through, finish the treatment, and then they come back and they volunteer for us, which is another beautiful thing. Um, 
that's what happened with our friend Liz, and now she's she's on the committee, and um, you know they're they're learning that about like giving back, and you know like we gave a chance, DMMF gave them a chance, and then they're coming back and and helping another person, you know, get that same chance. So I think that's um, you know really cool, and um, and so leading into the next portion is um, the DMMF kids. So we started this branch of DMMF in December of 2016. And, you know, a lot of our, our friends have passed and, and family. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of the people that are passing away at such a young age have children. And the siblings of that person or the parents of that person are taking on the responsibility uh, to raise the child and you know, a lot of times they weren't planning on that. They may have already depleted their bank account to try and help that person who passed away. And so now they're raising these kids and they might not have the funds, you know, to, to let them just do like normal kid stuff, you know. Um, and so we were thinking and like brainstorming and, and thinking how we could start it. And we're like, we just need to do it. Um, it's unfortunately, it's so like necessary for our area and the and the like the day and age that we're in so um so we decided to kick it off with like a santa's breakfast so that was december 2016 and we decided we're just going to do two parts of the dmmf and this is going to be for the kids and we raise money and the guardians or parent of the of the child can apply to us and um and that's much more broad uh we have scholarshiped children for camps, um, for dance lessons, for athletic equipment. Uh, we actually just bought a child all of his hockey gear, um, you know, school supplies, clothes. And then what happened, I think it started about two years ago, we started the Sponsor a Family um, Christmas program. So for that, you can either apply to scholars or to sponsor a family, or you can apply if you need assistance. So if the child, either your child or a child that you have guardianship over, um, doesn't have, you know, you don't have the funds to give them Christmas gifts, you can sign up, or even, you know, like warm clothes, jackets, uh, mittens, stuff like that. And you can sign up through our website. So our website is dmmfboston.org. Um, and if you go on our website, there's DMMF Kids. So if you click on that link, you can either sign up, again, to sponsor a family where you can let us know how much you can spend, you know, what the budget is, and you can either pick a child or a few children, whatever, you know, you can do. And we will connect you with the family and give you the information as far as, like, age and what they might like. And then on the other side of that, if you are in need of assistance, um, any type of gift or clothing, jackets, you can sign up. Same thing through that website, the DMMF Kids um, section. And you would just fill out what you need the assistance with and, again, the ages and what, what they're looking for. And, um, and we connect the two. And um, we also have our... DMMF kids, uh, we did the breakfast with Santa to kick it off, and we've continued that. But this year, we are doing um, 
breakfast and skate with Santa. So it's at the the new Bruins um, practice rink, and it's the Warrior Ice Arena in Brighton. And it's going to be on Saturday, December 21st at 1030, and we'll do breakfast. Um, Santa will come and bring gifts, and then everyone can go. There's like a free skate. And um, I believe it's $15 for a kid, and that includes breakfast and skating um, and a gift. And, um, and yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, and, yeah. That's awesome. I really love everything that you guys are doing uh, for DMMF. And um, I feel terrible that I've never actually been to any one of your events because I've been invited to all of them. But yep. even though I work in Massachusetts, I, I live in New Hampshire, so sometimes it's, it's hard to get places. But mm-hmm. um, I've heard of this notorious basketball tournament, though, and I, I hear it gets pretty heated. So, oh, yeah. But it's, you know, it's all in good fun. And, and what I really admire about it is just, like you said, the community that has built up around this, you know, all people in recovery working, you know, side by side side to like help the next person who might not have the resources or the chance to do that uh, which I think is is really cool and then on top of it having the DMMF kids I think is is a crucial um, service that isn't really offered anywhere else and um, unfortunately because of this disease and being in recovery myself I know what that loss can look like you know I've lost a lot of people and I've and I know a lot of of these of these friends that I have. Their parents are now raising their children. Like um, it's very prevalent, um, not just you know in the Boston area, but pretty much all over New England um, because of the the opioid crisis and epidemic. And um, you know, so I think it's a it's a great thing for you guys to do. And I remember having a conversation back in the summer with Amy about how she was trying to scholarship kids to go to a summer camp or something like that. Um, you know, because these kids d- deserve to have a normal life or I guess as normal of a childhood as they can um, without having a parent or even both parents, um, which is, you know, really really sad thing but again it's a it's a reality today um and i think that's great that you're not only helping people who are in need but also people who are left behind you know the children that are left behind um and um i was going to ask a couple questions as well to you um so i know that uh your organization is based out of boston is it only like Boston or Massachusetts residents that um, can qualify for a scholarship? Or I don't know if you've ever had any out-of-state applicants before, but is there any sort of, um, you know, I guess, requirement to be a Massachusetts resident or anything like that? Um, So there is not. We I believe we've had a couple applications from New Hampshire. Um, I would imagine that we just aren't as well known as we would like to be um, so that people outside of Massachusetts probably don't know about us. You know, we've met a lot of people through our events and then like bringing, you know, and grown that way. But um, and we've worked with a couple treatment centers out in Arizona. Um, but as far as out of state, outside of New England, especially, I don't think anyone really has heard of us. A lot of it goes by word of mouth, you know, 
oh, you could try and apply to this foundation. They may be able to help you. Um, so we would definitely not, you know, we d- we made the foundation. Our mission is is to help the Boston and the New England community. But, um, you know, if someone applied from, I don't know, Maryland and needed help and was willing to, you know, detox and go to the holding and wanted to go do a 12-step treatment, you know, I would not deny that person just because they were, you know, from a different state. So. Cool. And um, I know that a lot of people from Massachusetts kind of know what the term holding is, but just so we can clarify, is that kind of like the CSS, sort of the clinical stabilization? So after doing um, the detox, which is typically five to seven days, kind of doing the aftercare residential clinical stabilization for another two weeks, is that kind of what you mean by holding, or can it also be like a TSS, like a transitional? Um, yep. So unfortunately, a lot of times it is based on the person's insurance on where they go and if they can go. Um, the reason that we do require them to go there, so usually it's a CSS, but the TSS is fine. Um, we've had people stay a couple extra days in detox because they couldn't be placed in the in the next um the next step. And the reason that we do have them go to um, a little extended treatment before the 12 step is to really determine willingness. Um, unfortunately, and I can relate, you know, when I am at the end of the run and everything's awful and I'm willing to do anything, you know, and I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything. And then I get to detox and I'm in there for a couple days and and it really sucks and then like a couple days later it's like well maybe uh, I don't want to do that you know I'll do this but I won't do that and then a week later you know I'm in treatment and I'm like I don't want to be here so um, because we raise the money um, you know we have donors um, people who sponsor our events and we've actually have gotten a couple of grants um, from the state and so we're taking this money and, you know, a lot of the treatment centers, if, if someone does get there and leave right away, they'll give us like a credit um, so we can send them someone else. But sometimes, you know, you pay the money and that person leaves and you don't get that money back. Um, so because of the amount of applications that we get, we try and, you know, really pick the applicants that are determined and willing to put in the work and willing to do what it takes to get through the 12-step treatment. Um, You know, like, it's simple and it's all laid out, but it is work, and you have to be willing to give up some things. You know, a lot of time that looks like your cell phone, um, and a lot of people don't want to give that up, or that looks like not talking to a girl or a guy, whichever, you know, for 30 days, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Um, So we just try and gauge you know, that willingness. And if someone's like, yeah, I'll go as long as my insurance takes, I'll, you know, do this. And it's like, okay, well, and they can still change their mind. We never know, you know, like I've been in that position and it's like the window of willingness is so small. Um, So that's why we try and get them detox to the CSS or the holding and then into the 12-step treatment as quickly as possible, but with trying to determine the willingness for that applicant. So... Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, thank you for all of that information. And um, 
you know, I think that's I think that's even though, like you said, you can't help every single person that that applies. Obviously, we you know, you probably wish you could. But I know that um, I've reached out to you guys before in the past and have been able to secure a scholarship for somebody to go to sober living after having done um, detox CSS TSS uh, was sitting in a holding for a little while and um, you know he kept you know he was like very adamant about it. he's like I swear I've applied I've applied like three times or something mm-hmm. um, you know so so yeah so I think that that's a, h- a huge factor that you need to you know have that willingness um, to do whatever it takes and I think that kind of sets probably certain applicants uh, above others um, obviously there are other well-known scholarship funds out there that probably have, you know, maybe more resources, more resources are more well-known, but it's nice to have all of the resources knowing, okay, like if I don't hear back from this one, I can apply to this mm-hmm. one or whatever. Um, I know that like when I got sober, there was nothing like this. There was no scholarship funds. I mean, maybe actual treatment centers or 12-step programs may have had their own internal kind of scholarship fund, but there was nothing um, like there is today. And so I think it's it's really important because um, not everyone has the resources or has, um, you know, the support system that some other people do. I believe that I was very fortunate in that way where, like, I, you know, did have a supportive family and I did have insurance and resources and things like that but I know a lot of people don't and that's kind of why I'm I'm so passionate about doing this work and you know being a a recovery coach because I can work with people on on the front lines that either don't have like don't have anything sometimes um you know so I think the more resources that I can give to them like like this thing uh your scholarship foundation the better Um, so it's, it's really great. And like I said, um, even having more of the resources in regards to the kids is, is even better. Um, so just so, um, we can reiterate, um, the next upcoming event. Can you just talk about that again real quick? Yep. So it is the skate with Santa breakfast and it is at the Wario Wario, Mario Kart's coming to my mind. <laughs> um, hanging out with my nephews too much. The Warrior Skate Arena, and um, that is in Brighton. And you can actually look up all of the information. We are on Facebook, um, Dennis Messing Memorial Foundation, and we are on Instagram, DMMF Boston, and we have our website, dmmfboston.org. Um, so you can go to the events page on the website or look on our Facebook. We have all the information. Um, you can sign up in advance. So it starts at 1030. It is on December 21st. Um, that is the Saturday before Christmas. And we will have um, breakfast, serve breakfast. Um, Santa will come, bring gifts, and then there's a skate. And for the kids that don't want to skate, you can hang out. We have like a little hall, the section in the uh, in the arena. And for those that want to skate, they can skate. I believe Santa's going to be skating too, um, which is cool. And um, and it, even if you don't have kids, like I, I'll bring my nephews. Um, we always are looking for volunteers for our events, um, and we've been pretty blessed and lucky in that sense. You know, a lot of the community will come and help and show up on the day of events and planning the events. Um, 
you know, like we we started this, I kind of like fell into this and I had no experience event planning. You know, Amy didn't either. And it's like now like we kind of we're like, are we winging it? Is this going to fail? And then it all comes together like that day. And we kind of sit back and look at each other and we're like, wow, like this is beautiful. You know, like we made this event happen. Um, and not only was it like a great day and we're so thankful, but like we've also been able to raise money for the foundation, which is um, which is really cool. And I also just want to reiterate this um, sponsor program for the holidays. Again, if anyone is in need of assistance for gifts, any type of gifts, um, any type of warm clothes, jackets, um, gloves, hats, stuff like that, boots, you can sign up through the website um, on the DMMF link. And then you can also sign up to scholarship the family if you wanted to assist a family or a child. Um, and again, you can pick the amount. So it doesn't have to be, you know, something extravagant if you can just donate a gift card if, if you're comfortable with that. Um, but all that information is on our website, dmmfboston.org. And, um, and, yeah, find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and share and come to the events because it's a lot of fun. And, um, and if, you need, if you know someone, you know, you can refer them. And if you want to help out and get involved, we also have a link on our website to get involved. And you can send us your information for future events. We can, you know, call you, set up if you want to help set it up, if you want to help donate, if you want to volunteer that day, um, anything like that. You know, we can definitely use all the help we can get, the more the merrier. And, um, and it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm, I don't know. I Sometimes I, like, sit back and I'm like, how did I get here? Like how, you know, like five years ago I was a mess, like no, no real friends, like living, you know, a lie by myself. And then now it's like, I'm surrounded by all these people that just want to like do good and give back. And, um, and that's what, you know, like the 12 steps taught me that like you have to turn around and give it to the next person. Um, so it's cool that, you know, like I kind of fell into this and now have become like a major part of it and um and it just keeps growing and and um like I said earlier like saving one person is worth it and being able to continuously provide that you know just it means a lot to me and it um it helps you know when we think about the, all the people that we've lost you know we're still able to give the people out there still a chance so so yeah Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule <laughs> um, to to come talk about this because I think it's, um, you know, something that's really important and something that um, people really need to hear about. And um, yeah, so um, again, um, if um, you need to, if somebody who's in need needs to apply for a scholarship, they would just go directly on the website, correct? Yes. And okay. there's an apply tab. Okay. And you fill that out. Um, and if you can always follow up, we have in the past had people, you know, said they apply and we didn't receive it. Um, I don't know if that's, it was user error or if it was an, you know, but you can follow up um, and email us at dmmfboston at gmail.com. Um, and we will, you know, get back to you. Um, and yeah, and any questions there, but the application's right on there. You fill out that and it requires a, a small essay at the end. And, um, and yeah, just 
be honest and tell us about yourself and, and we'll get back to you and, and try and help any way we can. And we also can provide, you know, resources to the family as well and get in touch with the family and um, and help them to understand and, and um, help them through that because I know a lot of families – some have been through it and know, and some are kind of blindsided and like, I don't know what to do. Where should I send them? What's what works? You know, um, I know my experience. That's kind of how um, my mom was. And it's like, you know, some of these parents need resources and information because um, it's brand new to them. So um, we do that as well. And we have, you know, resources on our website as well. Great. Thanks again. And um, I promise that I will make it out to one of your events <laughs> yes. soon. I swear. You got to you got to hold me to it. I so. will. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. This podcast was produced at WCTV Wilmington Community Television.